Welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by New Trail Brewing Company. New Trail beers are brewed right here in central Pennsylvania and delivered fresh and cold to your favorite retailers every week. When you're in Happy Valley, be sure to find New Trail at WR Hickey and other craft beer retailers. Hello and welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show. I'm Jim Galante. I'm with Dustin Hawkinsmith. Dustin, it was a great win for the team this weekend. But I'm going to start with something even more important. That was, you and I had a great trip. <laughs> we, we went did. down to Auburn for the game. What a great time that was, wasn't it? Just across the board, I know you're going to get into, you know, thanking some people and, and mentioning, sh- giving shout outs by name. But I, I could say a thousand things about a thousand different people and um, just made the trip awesome. You know, in, in all kinds of ways, we did a we did a, a Friday night live show at at the uh, hotel bar uh, at the at the Renaissance, um, and it was uh it was awesome. And I, I know you've gotten some feedback, like, hey, and, and really, what what I took away from it was we had people with a microphone asking questions and stuff. Uh, what I took away from it is less you, more other people, and I'm not offended by that. If I listened to this show, I would think the same thing. <laughs> So less me, but there was also less you. You realize that too. Well, yeah, I, I, I meant le- less you in a general sense, and more, <laughs> more everybody else. It was, it was fantastic. You're right. There's, there's a thousand different names. I, you know, the participation from people like Greg and Dave and Maria and Kurt. I know I'm missing some of the names who, who were involved, who asked questions. We had Auburn people. We had Alabama people represented. It's a good day also when I get to talk some high school football. We had a Mont Carmel listener who was there. We talked the old Mont Carmel-Berwick rivalry. Um, Greg Woodman, our good friend who wrote the book Why Penn State, Greg was on the trip, gave us some books to use for giveaways. We even met Greg's son, Nate, at the game. Wonderful to meet him. But it was all it was all made possible by collegiate athletic travel. Though They're the folks who ran this. I can't say enough good things about Jen and Amanda. My goodness, did they run a perfect operation. And if something wasn't perfect, they made it perfect. I mean, literally, Dustin, on the drive back to the airport, Amanda's looking at her phone, checking ahead for traffic. The bus got detoured around the traffic because she directed it that way. I think most of the people didn't even know we detoured because she handled the pro- anticipated it and you know took care of it we had how about Steve our one of our favorite listeners from Potomac was there Nate from uh for the bloggy who's on our show regularly he came by to say hello just a fantastic trip and again the folks at collegiate athletic travel really know how to run that operation and the last note I'll make is southern hospitality is real And oh, yeah, Dustin, you and I, we had the great tailgate with the collegiate athletic travel people set up. But you and I wandered around a little bit. Well, we happened into an Auburn tailgate. We got fed some great wings and ribs. Just fantastic time all around. If you ever get a chance to travel with collegiate athletic travel, take advantage of it. It was fantastic. All right, Dustin. Go ahead. You had one more thought. 
I mean, I've said this before about other things and, you know, the, the worst part about vacations and trips is really looking up all the information and trying to find the best spots and find the best route and map, you know, map your directions on the way there and figure out where the hotel is. That's the, the value in, in something like this from collegiate athletic travel is just beautiful for me personally. You know, I am a path of least resistance guy through and through and through. And this is really the place like if you want to make a trip into, you know, somewhere you've never been before. These are the people who can take care of all the stuff that's not great about planning a trip. So you literally just have to go where you're told, get on a bus when you're told to get on a bus, and you show up, and food's taken care of for you. I mean, anybody who has any bit of path of least resistance tendencies, like, this has so much value. Worth it, 100%. To sum it up, up, we didn't have to think, which is a good thing. Right. Right, and, and it's, and it's amazing. <laughs> All you have to think about is, you know, where you're sitting at the game and, you know, how you're going to boo Auburn players or whatever, you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> My last thought on this, too, was we weren't sure how the live uh, show would come out that we recorded down there Friday night. And it was, as you alluded to, Dustin, it was thanks to our audience participation that it was a success. And I know it was a success because of how many emails and text messages and notes I've gotten since telling me how much people enjoyed it. So just just a great weekend all around. And the weekend was going to be good no matter what. It was just made better, Dustin, by that performance by Penn State. 4112 was was that the final it just yeah it was a blowout and i know a lot of people going in thought you know this was going to be a tough road for them it's a southeast conference team it's a name team it's auburn it's a hostile environment it was a great environment especially if you're an auburn person but penn state went in they and they just plain took care of business. They were Penn State was the much better team, Dusty. Well, that's how it looked on paper. And, you know, you, you think about some of the things that, that Auburn had in its favor. And I, I really felt like going into the game. I mean, I, I think when you looked around the, the Internet, there was about maybe 60 or 65 percent of people who make predictions um, pick Penn State. And, you know, and I, so that left about 35 or 40 percent really gave Auburn a fighting chance. And, and it was for legitimate reasons. But, man, I mean, Penn State had a more talented team, a more explosive offense, you know, a defense that you could get, kind of get excited about. Um, I, I, I think I said it on last week's show. I just didn't see it for Auburn. I just didn't see them winning this game. You know, you can't really go into a game against a, a really good opponent with one arm tied behind your back because your quarterbacks can't fully be trusted and and be considered a favorite in a game. Like that's that's just my kind of take on it, but um but Penn State played extremely well and you know I I don't know whether this is a secret of the media profession or whatever, but when when Penn State wins and when Penn State loses, my life isn't impacted either way. My mood doesn't change whatever. But when you're on the media side of things, and you and the team that you cover does well. 
it is unquestionably a better ride and a better job, a better gig to cover a team that that does winning things as opposed to losing things. And you know the the past two years have been have been obviously difficult for Penn State players and coaches and fans. But you know when a team is sort of stuck in purgatory where they're in that 500 range, you know it's a, it's a tough team to to really cover. But uh, it's nice to see them off to a 3-0 start. And it's really nice just on a personal level. You know, I think James Franklin deserves a little bit of validation. Sean Clifford deserves a little bit of validation. Everybody's been through a lot over the past two years. Not just wins and losses, but the pandemic and all the ups and downs that came with that. I know that's everywhere, but... You know, this this program had taken a, a bit of a beating over two years. And I think, you know, the, for, for them hanging in there and, and sticking around, I, I think they deserved um, a performance like this that was clean through and through, a really good four-quarter game, and a blowout win over an SEC team. And, you know, Dustin, you mentioned the quarterback situation at Auburn. And this probably won't change any minds of Penn State fans You either support Sean Clifford or you don't, seems to be the situation. But I'd like Penn State fans to stop and take a minute to appreciate how poorly the Auburn quarterback played. That's truly what bad quarterbacking looks like, okay? And in contrast, no, you know, Sean Clifford was not Tom Brady or Peyton Manning out there. But he did his job, and he did it well. And he also demonstrated after he took that hit, and I know he said it looked a lot worse than it really was, and I'm sure it did, because the way it looked, it looked like he wasn't going to get up. But it showed how tough he is. That was still quite the hit, and he just bounced right back up, and he kept going. I think he deserves some congratulations for his performance. Yeah, oh, I do too. And I think it was, it was just efficient. And, you know, the stat line would look a lot better if, if Penn State weren't, for him personally, if Penn State weren't so effective on the ground and scored all five of their touchdowns in the run game, including one from Sean Clifford. But, you know, 14 out of 19 for a buck 78 wasn't sacked once. You know, there there weren't plays where you know you felt like he held it for entirely too long. I mean, I think he did what he needed to do, especially with the the complement of the run game to to win this game the way that they did. And you know, I think to start it the way that he did with that big shot from Owen Papo that yeah, it, apparently it, it was worse on film than it was to him, but boy, to come back from that you know, from a physical level, to not miss any plays would have been a big surprise having watched that in in, in real time. But also just from a, a pride and a leadership point of view, you know, your ego can be bruised when you get lit up and the entire home crowd loves it so much and there's a roar at your expense that early in a game. You know, this is where being a 60-year guy comes in because there was no shell shock, wasn't rattled. I understand they went for it on fourth down right after that and didn't get it, and that was kind of a big early moment. But, you know, Sean Clifford, I think, deserves a lot of credit for, for hanging in there from a mental standpoint um, through that. And I want to point out how right I was about this game, Dusty, okay? Because nobody else is going to pat me on the back. I'll do it myself. My prediction was a two-touchdown win for Penn State. And I said the only way that they would lose this game if it was self-inflicted wounds where they made mistakes. And when you say that, that means Sean Clifford. 
he's the guy you're concerned about with the big turnovers, the interceptions. That didn't happen. Yes, he fumbled on that specific play you talked about, but, I mean, just the fact that his head stayed on his shoulders I thought was a win in absorbing that hit. So no shame in coughing up the ball there. But again, in comparison, we saw what a bad quarterbacking and fumbling and interceptions looks like, and it was all on the Auburn side. So kudos to them and Sean Clifford for that. And kudos to Jim for calling it. Yeah, I'm glad you proactively brought uh, bought a sling. So whenever you threw your shoulder out of the socket, <laughs> patting yourself on the back, you had a, a way to recover from that. That's just smart. Uh, and I think that just shows the level of confidence. You knew you were going to be in this position on Monday, and you prepared from a medical point of view. And I just, you deserve another. If you if you if your shoulder weren't already out of socket, you should pat yourself again on the back. Okay, Dusty. Well, we have a whole lot more to talk about with the game. We have the offensive line. We have Nick Singleton. We have the defense. We have the young guys. So much more. Stay with us. We'll take a short break, and then we'll be right back. New Trail Brewing Company proudly crafts their beers right here in central Pennsylvania. Brewed with only the best possible ingredients, New Trail produces a variety of year-round brands as well as weekly experimental recipes. New Trail Broken Heels is Pennsylvania's favorite local hazy IPA. This beer is smooth and full-bodied. Hand-selected citra hops lead to notes of bright clementine and juicy ruby red grapefruit. Broken Heels is perfect for a pregame tailgate all the way through the victory celebration. It's that time again for football and tailgating, and no better way than with Go PSU RV. Drive your vehicle to Happy Valley and have an RV set up and waiting for you. And this year, KSN is teaming up with Go PSU RV to offer a special deal. Be the first to reserve the KSN special for the Ohio, Central Michigan, Northwestern, Maryland, or Michigan State game, and you'll get $500 off your RV. Call Mark at 800-519-8467 and tell him you want the KSN RV special. StateCollege.com is your one-stop source for news, sports, opinion, entertainment, and community events. Over a decade of experience covering the Nittany Lions from reporter Ben Jones. Lively commentary from columnist Mike Porman and others. Local perspective, local expertise, local information from Penn State's hometown website, StateCollege.com. Trust StateCollege.com for daily coverage of the school, team, and place you love. We are Tech Results, located right here in State College. Whether it's workstation, server and network installation, problem solving and maintenance, security assessments, or general evaluations, we are your complete IT partner. Learn more at TechResults.com. That's T-E-K Results.com. Or call us at 814-206-0000. Welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by New Trail Brewing Company. New Trail beers are brewed right here in central Pennsylvania and delivered fresh and cold to your favorite retailers every week. When you're in Happy Valley, be sure to find New Trail at WR Hickey and other craft beer retailers. And welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. I'm Jim Galante. He's Dustin Hawkinsmith. And Dustin, before we get started, just a reminder, our good friends at New Trail Brewing, they have out their whiteout beer, 
with a home game coming up this week in State College. Don't forget, stop off at WR Hickey. They have it there. Stock, whiteout, makes you really popular at your tailgate. Trust me on that. Also have a one other beer they've brought out. It's a new lager. It's called Crisp Lager. Fantastic. I've tried that also. It's refreshing, easy drinking. And above all, it matches its name. Very crisp. Right, Dustin? Can't have that, enough good beer. That's right, man. And I, I wanted to offer them, free of charge, a horrible um, motto. All right? White out it. till you black out with New Trail Brewery. <laughs> oh, that's terrible, Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 can, they can use it if they want. I suspect that they will not want to use it. I, I suspect that's the case also. I did the whiteout for the first home game, the whiteout, and I didn't till I blacked out. So just <laughs> the word, word of caution there. It's funny. Great it's beer. funny when you say it. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Let's get back to Penn State, Auburn, Dusty. Uh, if you listen to the first quarter, you know that Dusty and I were there at the game, had a fantastic time, saw some great stuff. We mentioned Sean Clifford. Let's get to the rest of the offense, and let's start up front because it seems like this never happens. How about we compliment the offensive line, Dusty? A good job by them opening up holes, and it's going to lead me to the question, Dusty, is it you know, a better running back seems to create a better offensive line or the better offensive line is creating the better running back? Well, I think... You know, I've said a bunch of times, like, neither group was good enough last year. And you can sometimes have one without the other. I don't think you always need the most dynamic runner if your offensive line can can do their job and make it easy on them. Uh, similarly, I think sometimes if you don't have the most dynamic offensive line, but your running back can make a guy miss and can can create big plays on his own or make something out of nothing, then you have you know, a situation that, you know, you should have a solid run game there. Now it looks like both of these groups without a doubt. I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to, you know, reasonably doubt that both groups the running backs and the offensive line have taken a pretty big step forward. And I think they've done it in tandem over the past two weeks. And I think, you know, sometimes those offensive linemen need to taste a little bit of success, need to see big runs happen. And that kind of uplifts them. And I, I remember years ago asking Ross about the role of confidence and, and, and how a group uh, plays together on the offensive line. He said, it's big. You know, I think if, if you have confidence that if you do your job, the running back behind you can take it 80 yards, that changes the mentality. Not that they're not doing their jobs before that or trying to do their jobs, but I think everybody needs to see a little bit of fruit from their labor. And they're starting to see fruit from their labor. And in this one, not only did Sean Clifford really not see a lot of meaningful pressure, you know, he saw he had to move around in the pocket a little bit, but there wasn't a lot of meaningful pressure in his face. Didn't take a lot of hits, wasn't seeing ghosts or anything out there. So there's that part of it. Um, the part that hasn't been as, as big a question, obviously, is the running game. But then you look at the running game and you look at some of these big plays and, and 
Um, you know, Nick Singleton just having a gaping hole to run through. I don't really remember seeing a hole like that at all last year, or maybe even in 2020 either. So that's new. And this is on the road against an SEC team that, yeah, yeah, Auburn is down and, and their roster isn't as talented as maybe sometimes it had been in the past. But, you know, this is still an SEC defensive line and, and they were getting moved off the spot. So anybody who's taken the time to criticize Penn State's offensive line or anybody who's carried just an immense amount of doubt around about the offensive line, you need to, you know, man up and and give a lot of credit where it's due that they've got a pretty good group here. They've improved from week one to week three without a doubt. They put together a great road performance and they've got now back-to-back 100-yard rushers. They're creating big gains and the big gains that they're creating on the, on the run game side are translating to more friendly looks on on the pass game side and i expect that to continue definitely and just to be the nitpicking a little bit offensive line Caden wallace is the one guy who hasn't reached his stride yet we still have some issues at right tackle Caden wallace bryce efner they've both been up and down and inconsistent i'm not sure i trust either one at this point dusty it's not unfair. And if you could trust either one at this point, then I think you probably see not a two man rotation, but a one man rotation. And I think they're, they're letting this play out and trying to give Caden Wallace time. And I think the, the Penn state coaching staff's credit, I think Caden Wallace deserves a little bit of time to try and figure it out on a personal level. I think Caden Wallace is a guard. I've always thought he's a guard. I wasn't sure about him operating in space. I wasn't sure about him trying to uh, move his feet and mirror quick pass rushers. You know, I had these suspicions about him for a while, and I think that continues to be the issue. Um, you look back to when Caden Wallace came into a starting job, he moved Will Fries into to guard. Could we see something similar to that? Maybe if they have a bye week or something like that. I'm not sure, but that right tackle position continues to be an issue. If it's only one spot and you can help them manage by keeping a tight end home, you've got some great blocking tight ends and it's not a fatal flaw in the offense, but it is something that they've got to work out. It's a little disappointing that after last season, we haven't seen a better version of Caden Wallace yet. He's a talented kid. He's huge. He's strong. Um, I, I hope he figures it out somewhere. Um, but uh, for now, I don't know if there's really an end in sight to that two-man rotation out there. Let's go back to the running back, Dusty. I know you talked about it a little bit in general, you know, complementing the offensive line back and forth, the two uh, groups. But Nick Singleton is special. At the game, his first breakaway run, he was running right towards where we were sitting. It's not enough to say he's fast, okay? He is. We know that. There, but there's a lot of fast guys. He just seems to have that extra gear getting to the corner and watching that play open up and then just seeing how quick he got from point A to point B, which was getting around the corner, it left me going, oh, my God. That's incredible watching him. And it's it's special. And Penn State now has that special running back, don't they? Somebody who presents a threat to defenses. You know, anybody who's watching film, Central Michigan watching film, has to understand that when number 10 has the ball, everybody's gotta gotta be crisp. Everybody's gotta do their jobs well. And anytime you create 
a, a situation where the defense doesn't have a lot of margin, that is a favorable situation for your offense in all kinds of ways. But his speed is tremendous. And, and really, I mean, I think the fact that um, he's got kind of a mature outlook and, and seems to have a bit of, you know, uncommon patience uh, as a running back for, for a freshman allows him to like let those blocks develop. And then really once he plants and drives, he's at full speed within a couple of strides, it seems like. So that that little opening can turn into a big gain. I know James Franklin has said he's a threat to do that all the time, but that acceleration more so than speed has been amazing. And, you know, I, I texted his dad this. I said, you know, yeah, all his runs are going to the right side. But to me, it doesn't really matter if he if he's fighting guys off with his hands the way that he he showed uh, certainly against Ohio the week before. Uh, you know, he's doing his work to get to the corner and he can beat pretty much anybody to, to the corner. So I don't know that it really matters if defenses know what's coming because you just can't account for that speed. Just like if you're a batter in a batter's box, and I do find myself making baseball comparisons a lot. If a guy's throwing 103, you know, whether you know 103 is coming or not, that ball is difficult to hit still. That's Nick Singleton. He's running about 103. It doesn't really matter what you think or what you know is coming. It's it's a whole separate thing to execute and try to bring that kid down. You know it's possible. And it's funny you talk about, you know, James Franklin kept telling us he is that threat to go at any point. What I found interesting is, and I've seen this a couple places on social media, and I'll try to find it and I'll put it out on our Twitter account. There's a picture where you see Brenton Strange pointing at the end zone and uh, Nick Singleton's just made his first cut around the corner. He's still 50 yards away from the end zone. And there was a defensive back who had the angle, but Brenton Strange essentially was saying, doesn't matter. Does not matter. I've seen this before enough. He's gone. And he was right. <laughs> he was gone. So I did want to use that opportunity to segue to Brenton Strange because he, it's time to start appreciating what he's doing. He's making big plays, yards after catch, and he's opening some, some holes with his blocking. And you and I, Dustin, have spent a lot of time during the offseason talking about the other tight ends. I know you're a Theo Johnson guy who's who's been out hurt, although we played in this game. I've been a big Tyler Warren guy. Maybe it's time we start appreciating Brett and Strange. Well, the whole way through, he was the best combination of blocker and receiver. And it's easy to, to see and, and get you know enamored by Theo Johnson. And Theo Johnson is still going to have his moments. That's the beauty of, of Penn State's situation there is that one thing doesn't have to exclude the other. You know, you can have Theo Johnson show, you know, NFL ability and, and catch radius and all that stuff and, and still be able to use that. But Brenton Strange, you know, he uh, had a couple bumpy moments last year with some drops and stuff. But, you know, when the ball's in his hands, he does do a good job of whether that's hurdling or sidestepping of, of making yards happen after the catch. And as a blocker, you know, he's not just a willing blocker as a tight end, which, you know, Penn State going through the Mike Gesicki experience has not always had a willing blocker at tight end, but he is a punishing blocker on a Nick Singleton touchdown for him to drive a guy into the turf. I felt like he drove a guy about five yards deep into the turf. Like when your tight end is trying to block guys like that and trying to pancake them, boy, that's an advantage that you don't realize you have it until you don't. 
So Brenton Strange is really kind of functions like another offensive lineman out there. He is that good of a blocker. And I think and I hope that NFL teams are taking notice to what an asset he can be in that department because it's kind of be, it's kind of a lost art. And Brenton Strange uh, is doing a great job of that in addition to all he's done in the passing game, which was lead the team in receiving. And Dustin, when you getting that kind of block from a tight end, it's typically on the edge. And guess what? When you got a running back named Nick Singleton and you get that kind of block on the edge, the next thing you know, your tight end is standing up and pointing at the end zone. All right, Dusty, that's it for this segment. Stick around. We still have a whole lot more to talk about. New Trail Brewing Company proudly crafts their beers right here in central Pennsylvania. Brewed with only the best possible ingredients, New Trail produces a variety of year-round brands, as well as weekly experimental recipes. And next time you're watching the game with friends or by the campfire, pick up the New Trail Hoppy Variety Pack. New Trail's Hoppy Pack is an absolute crowd pleaser. Packed with four different hoppy beers, it's sure to please everyone. It's that time again for football and tailgating, and no better way than with Go PSU RV. Drive your vehicle to Happy Valley and have an RV set up and waiting for you. And this year, KSN is teaming up with Go PSU RV to offer a special deal. Be the first to reserve the KSN special for the Ohio, Central Michigan, Northwestern, Maryland, or Michigan State game, and you'll get $500 off your RV. Call Mark at 800-519-8467 and tell him you want the KSN RV special. StateCollege.com is your one-stop source for news, sports, opinion, entertainment, and community events. Over a decade of experience covering the Nittany Lions from reporter Ben Jones. Lively commentary from columnist Mike Porman and others. Local perspective, local expertise, local information from Penn State's hometown website, StateCollege.com. Trust StateCollege.com for daily coverage of the school, team, and place you love. We are Tech Results. Located right here in State College, we specialize in providing assistance with many third-party software suites. Our clients include doctor's offices, lawyers, construction companies, and even hairdressers. We provide help with their industry-specific software. Learn more at TechResults.com. That's T-E-K Results. Dot com or give us a call at 814-206-0000. Welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show, brought to you by New Trail Brewing Company. New Trail beers are brewed right here in central Pennsylvania and delivered fresh and cold to your favorite retailers every week. When you're in Happy Valley, be sure to find New Trail at WR Hickey and other craft beer retailers. Hello and welcome back to the Keystone Stone kickoff show. I'm Jim Galante. He's Dustin Hawkinsmith. We're still reviewing Penn State Auburn. Dustin, I think I could talk, talk about that game for the next several hours. Even as we talked about the offensive line, we talked the running game, we talked specifically about Nick Singleton. Well, that was just one guy at running back we talked about. There's more to talk about, starting with Katron Allen. And I hope he doesn't get lost in the shuffle here. I I don't mean by the team. I think Franklin and the staff know that they have something very special with him also. But by the fan base, don't forget, we're getting some pretty nice contributions from Katron Allen. 
Yeah, and I, I think what we've seen develop is that not that Nick Singleton can't run between the tackles, and it's not that Catron Allen can't run outside of the tackles, but I think that what's in their wheelhouse, Nick Singleton, obviously, after uh, you know over 300 yards in the, in the past two games, obviously can take a, a big run to the outside and take it to the house. We've seen it a bunch of times, five 40-plus yard runs, in the last two games. And I think Penn state said that the four, the five 40 plus yard runs for the season are the most in college football. So Nick Singleton, that explosive dynamic, but Katron Allen, I just think what he does and the work that he's able to do between the tackles is pretty special. You know, and I think it's just, he's got such a good innate feel for where the cutback lane is going to be or where the blocking is better than another's or where the hole is going to open up or how to sidestep or how to wiggle through a little crease, you know? So I think his ability to go three or four, three or four, three or four, and then what he did, you know, along of 18 yards uh, on Saturday against Auburn, you know, he'll be able to make those runs happen too. So there's a, a little bit of a big play threat there, but his, his ability to move the chains. And, uh, you know, I think just, uh, like I said, the, the vision and the patience and that ability to, to just get skinny, you know, that's that's the thing. Get get skinny in tight spaces uh, for a guy who's whose nickname is Fat Man. He does a really good job of getting skinny and just getting consistent positive yardage. And oh, by the way, I mean, I don't know. The, I think the backs get credit for this. The offensive line gets credit for this. But neither Nick Singleton nor Katron Allen was tackled behind the line of scrimmage at all on, on Saturday. And you want to talk about a breath of fresh air. How many times have, have Penn State fans watched when you have this RPO stuff and the, and, the, and the handoff takes a long time to happen and it's not blocked and there's no chance at all for the running back to, to make anything happen? That was not the case at all on Saturday. I have a question for you, Dustin, personally. Now, when you call me fat man, is that because you know how quick I am and how I can get skinny? Is, is that why? Yeah, I mean, it's something like that. That's what I'm going to go with anyway. And I'm yeah. glad <laughs> in talking, let's go back to Catron Allen, the other fat man. And I'm really glad after talking about he runs able to run between the tackles that you also mentioned that cutback ability. That's the part of it that impresses me. He's not what we kind of got that impression coming out of high school. You know, the three yards in a cloud of dust, he's going to uh, run somebody over. It's that quickness and that one cut ability, finding the hole that has impressed me. Real quick, the other thing that I like, um, Devin Ford seems to be finding a niche on this team as a third down back. And I was really hoping it wasn't the case the first game where he came in on fourth down and they threw the ball to him, which knowing Penn State's history was a bit predictable but it seemed like he was getting more and more play as a third down back. And it wasn't, Penn State wasn't doing this, well, this is Nick Singleton's series, so he gets every play. It's Catron Allen's series, he gets every play. They were changing within the series, using the strength of the different players. And Devin Ford, I think as a third down back, could find a niche on this team. He does a couple things well. He catches the ball out of the backfield. But he's also a pretty good blocker for running back. So if you keep him in to protect the quarterback on third and long, you have that case too to support him being there. 
Yeah, and and you knew whether the the number of Penn State running backs was four as it is now, or whether it was going to be five with Kaziah Holmes in the mix. You knew mathematically not all four, not all five can have mega roles, right? So especially with these two freshmen making the case that that they are for playing time. So it is nice to see Devin Ford have that niche. You know, he's the guy who's been around the longest. Um, he uh, he does have those those skills to be a weapon in the passing game. And you've, you've seen that. And, you know, in, in week one, I could be wrong about this, but in week one, they have a, a fourth and short. Uh, they, they, they hit Devin Ford, makes a big play to move the chains. And now it just feels like that plays on film. So they're going to put Devin Ford out there in those situations. And when he does run routes, it doesn't seem like they're giving a, a long look right, right now. But um, I, I do suspect that, he's going to make an impact in the, in the passing game more going forward. I think there's, I think there's another key player too in his future there. He does catch the ball. Well, he does um, present a unique threat in space um, out of, out of the backfield. And he does offer something in pass protection. So, you know, I think for Penn state, they're doing a pretty good job now of, of mixing and matching and trying to get all these guys involved the best they can, because it's a tough thing to do. And I, I'm very pleased with the way they're, they're handling the running backs. Dustin, we never give the defense enough time. Let's switch over to that side of the ball. And I want to start with a conversation that Ross and I had months ago. We were talking about a defense being aggressive, and I like them blitzing more. And he said, yeah, Jim, you're a typical fan. You love having your team blitz until they get burned because of it. Well, now we have a situation with Manny Diaz where I'm getting what I wished for. Players are coming from everywhere. There are plays where it looks like there's six or seven defensive backs in there, but it doesn't mean, gee, there's only three guys coming after the quarterback. You have linebackers coming after them. You have cornerbacks. You have safeties. You have defensive ends dropping back in coverage. But the one big part of it, and Manny Diaz said before the season, you know, the best, best pass coverage is pressure on the quarterback. Now we're seeing it. They're getting pressure on the quarterback, aren't they? Oh, they are. And it's hard for a quarterback to step up to the line of scrimmage and really, truly anticipate where that pressure is going to come from and how quick it's going to get there. But the tone has been set the last two games for sure. You know, I think Purdue was kind of a specific game plan in itself because you know Aiden O'Connell is not going to give you a lot of time to get there. So I think people were a little bit impatient in week one when, you know, Purdue, their passing game kind of makes you defend them differently than the last two opponents. And with Auburn, you know, I just don't know if there was a lot of respect for the ability of TJ Finley and Robbie Ashford to beat you with their arm. So I don't think he was afraid of daring those guys to try and do that and bring in a bunch of defensive backs on the field. Um, having three down linemen, having one linebacker, you know, these were looks that were really hard to diagnose. And then they were even harder to block, as you saw with so much pressure, six sacks, four takeaways in this game and pressure meant everything. And I think once you're able to set the tone in games that, that you're going to pressure the quarterback, you speed up the clock. And sometimes you speed up the clock, whether you're bringing people or not uh, on play. So I think pressure, absolutely has its place. And, and Penn state is generating that in unique ways. And you saw, I think 
you know, the, the past two weeks, Chop Robinson has really emerged. He did it again this past week. Uh, Adisa Isaac played his best game, I think, in a Penn State uniform at Auburn. So if you're starting to get your defensive ends, your your big-time pass rushers up to speed and really um, tuned in, boy, that's a dangerous thing because Manny Diaz doesn't necessarily have to send Jair Brown or um, or Johnny Dixon off the edge. He's got the ability to get to the quarterback. And I think, you know, in this game, it was such a big thing to to – put a lot of bodies at the line of scrimmage, be ready for the run and send somebody, send multiple bodies on a blitz. I mean, that's you know, not many quarterbacks. And and I'll say this about college football as a whole. There, the, the list of quarterbacks who can absolutely burn you again and again and again and make you pay for aggression, it's a pretty short list. Uh, and, and I'm not sure, you know, the big 10 probably has one or maybe two quarterbacks on that list. I don't think you want to give CJ Stroud, um, you know, man coverage again and again and again, and have blitzes not get home, but you know, TJ Finley throw as throw the kitchen sink at him, speed up the clock (laughs) and, and and it it pays dividends the whole, all all game long to, to make quarterbacks rush through their progressions. Not many are good enough to be able to do that. Exactly. And you know, we're going to have plenty of time to talk about Ohio State several weeks from now. But all of a sudden, all the different things Manny Diaz is doing with this defense and the talent that's there, all of a sudden, I think Penn State might have a, at least a fighting chance against that Ohio State offense. That's going to be a fascinating game uh, to watch what Manny Diaz does there. And, you know, to pick out a few names, you mentioned Adisa Isaac. I think you and I sitting together at the game mentioned there was a series where, hey, this is the Adisa Isaac series. We saw things from Chop Robinson. But how about some of the DBs where we see, was it Jalen Reed who was hitting the quarterback as he ends up throwing an interception as a key Wheatley? Again, these young guys are are just rising to the top, and we're finding out they are difference makers. That Zaki Wheatley, yeah, he is a ball magnet. Yeah, I, I mean, it's good to see that validated in real games. It's good to see it uh, validated against uh, an SEC opponent. You know, uh, uh, an interception that wasn't you know textbook or easy, uh, able to make that play. And Jalen Reed coming off the edge. Johnny Dixon had two sacks in the first two games. I mean, I, to me, it just seems like everybody wants to play this style of defense. If you're a defender and you're a cornerback, I don't think you just want to be the the cornerback who sits back and, and 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 drops into coverage and plays prevent. Everybody wants to play an aggressive style of football when it comes to players, and everybody is getting their turn to take a run at the quarterback. And you know it's paying off now. And I think the aggressive edge that has been brought is a good, refreshing edge. I mean, a lot of respect to Brent Pry, but this is a, a nice contrast to some of the things that that he did well. And I mean, I know it's getting out in front, but you know, defenders, uh, high school defenders. I mean, would you not want to be a part of a situation where? Uh, your coordinator sending ends, linebackers, safeties, and cornerbacks with uh, with not a whole lot of disparity. I mean, this is a good brand of defense for now and the future. And as a fan, I'll wrap this segment up by circling back to where I started and my conversation with Ross. Ross, I stick with, by my statement then. I want to see that aggressive defense. It's an entertaining form of defense. And yeah, it, it works better when you have the athletes who could do it. 
Penn State does. That's it for quarter number three, Dusty. Still more to talk about. Stick around for quarter number four. New Trail Brewing Company proudly crafts their beers right here in central Pennsylvania. Brewed with only the best possible ingredients, New Trail produces a variety of year-round brands as well as weekly experimental recipes. New Trail Broken Heels is Pennsylvania's favorite local hazy IPA. This beer is smooth and full-bodied. Hand-selected citra hops lead to notes of bright clementine and juicy ruby red grapefruit. Broken Heels is perfect for a pregame tailgate all the way through the victory celebration. It's that time again for football and tailgating, and no better way than with Go PSU RV. Drive your vehicle to Happy Valley and have an RV set up and waiting for you. And this year, KSN is teaming up with Go PSU RV to offer a special deal. Be the first to reserve the KSN special for the Ohio, Central Michigan, Northwestern, Maryland, or Michigan State game, and you'll get $500 off your RV. Call Mark at 800-519-8467 and tell him you want the KSN RV special. StateCollege.com is your one-stop source for news, sports, opinion, entertainment, and community events. Over a decade of experience covering the Nittany Lions from reporter Ben Jones. Lively commentary from columnist Mike Porman and others. Local perspective, local expertise, local information from Penn State's hometown website, StateCollege.com. Trust StateCollege.com for daily coverage of the school, team, and place you love. We are Tech Results, located right here in State College. Whether it's workstation, server and network installation, problem solving and maintenance, security assessments, or general evaluations, we are your complete IT partner. Learn more at TechResults.com. That's T-E-K Results.com. Or call us at 814-206-0000. Welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by New Trail Brewing Company. New Trail beers are brewed right here in central Pennsylvania. And delivered fresh and cold to your favorite retailers every week. When you're in Happy Valley, be sure to find New Trail at WR Hickey and other craft beer retailers. Welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. It's quarter number four. I'm Jim. He's Dusty. We're finishing up our discussion of Penn State-Auburn. Before we get to that, just a reminder, home game again this week. It's time for football, tailgating, a little bit cooler, a little bit of fall in the air. Come this weekend, Dusty. And what a great way to spend the weekend with your undefeated Nittany Lions than to tailgate with GoPSURV.com. Drive your vehicle to Happy Valley, have an RV set up and waiting for you. No worry about parking at the stadium. They got a bus to take you to and from the game. Fantastic, lots of fun. And here's the here's the secret here. Give Mark a call at 800 519 8467 and tell them you want the KSN RV special and you will get $500 off your RV for the weekend. Absolutely great deal. Absolutely fun way to spend the weekend, Dusty. All right, let's get back to the Penn State Auburn game. And Dustin, I want to hit on a couple things from a little bit different angle. Um, you can compare this Penn State team to last year's team that won early. They were 5-0. and 
had the early Big Ten win on the road against Wisconsin. Then they have a win against Auburn, although that was at home last year. They got to, what, like 5-0, and ranked in the top five. This year, they're beginning to climb up the rankings. This week, what is it, up to 14th, I believe. But here's where I think the difference is between this year and last year. And it's the influx of new talent at running back where we had concerns last year. Nick Singleton and Katron Allen. So you've got not just better running backs, you have more depth there. Drew Aller as the backup quarterback, when Sean Clifford took that hit, I didn't have the, oh no, what are they going to do the rest of the game if he's out? I said, oh, okay, it'll be Drew Aller now for the rest of the game. You had Tinsley comes in from outside as a transfer, makes up for that loss of Jahan Dotson. Chop Robinson, it does appear that he's going to fill that gap for Ebikini. We were worried about linebacker, just ability and depth. And it appears Abdul Carter is going to answer that question for us, Dusty. So, and I'm not even mentioning all of the, you know, the redshirt uh, freshmen who are now playing and contributing. Like, you know, we mentioned Zaki Wheatley and that type of player. This is... I think a better and deeper team than a year ago, thanks to this influx of talent, freshmen, and the transfer portal. Yeah, certainly you've got more margin for error at a lot of spots now. And I think, you know, at quarterback, what you've seen from Drew Aller, and and it's hard when, when you see the starting quarterback, you know, not that you're rooting for anything, but you see the starting quarterback take that hit. And you're my, like, I don't even know if Sean Clifford had hit the ground yet when I'm thinking, Okay, I, I guess it might it might be Drew Aller time now. You know that's where your mind goes, and and uh, there's a different feel to that than if you were saying, okay, it might be Taquan Roberson time now. There's a whole different outlook on that, and I think um, you know to your point, there were clear question marks about this team. And when you hear James Franklin talk about, hey, this is the best depth we've had maybe since I've been here, and all this is like, yes, I, I agree that there are some talented bodies. Um, you know, from one to 85, but so many of them are young. And the question that I have was not that these are capable guys, but that they're not experienced guys. So Zachy Wheatley, okay. Um, how ready are you? We've heard great things. Chop Robinson, you're a sophomore. Um, you know, uh, Dennis Sutton, Nick Singleton, uh, you know, the, Drew Aller, like the list goes on that there's young wide receiver depth. Uh, I think for the, the, the difference is you know, the depth has been um, validated by the fact that these young guys can play uh, this recruiting class that was brought in, you know, a bunch of them in, in January, they were ready to play. They were ready to compete. There were a bunch of mature guys in this class. That's what co- has contributed to the depth here. And um, you, you see it, you know, and I think James Franklin, his approach to get as many of these guys in games as he possibly can, it's going to keep paying off for them. And, uh, and yeah, I think um, young guys stepping into key roles has, has stabilized things quite a bit. And we didn't even mention, I'm looking at uh, pro football focus stats and information. Zane Durant and Jordan Vandenberg each played 20 snaps on Saturday. Yeah. yeah. And, and remember last year there were games, was it Illinois? What, and even there were multiple games 
where Wisconsin, where the defense had to be on the field for over 90 snaps, and there were individual players that just they were in there for too long. Now, I know this game ended up a blowout, but the rotation starts early. Guys are playing. I'm just looking at the defensive tackles. Mustafer played 40 snaps, Akeem Beam in 33, Devon Alley's 24, and I mentioned Durant and Vandenberg each got uh, 20 snaps. That's not so bad. Even deny Dennis Sutton, who we haven't really talked about, he played 13 snaps in this game. So you are seeing that depth. You are seeing the young people coming up and playing. So I got, and I've heard this from some fans. This doesn't look a whole lot different than a year ago. I actually think it does. I think it looks different than a year ago. I mean, I, I think the the number of young guys who are coming into their own and the number of young guys who are not just capable of playing and they're not just being put out there for the sake of getting experience for the future, but, you know, Wheatley and Jalen Reed and Zane Durant and Denied Dennis Sutton, these are all guys who, uh, Abdul Carter, obviously, who we'll talk about more. Um, the, these are all guys who are not just playing. They're, they're showing that they can make a, an impact on a game. They can leave their mark on a game. And a bunch of these guys did against Auburn. So I think that is really the difference is that depth, not just absorbing snaps and not just holding the line when the starters aren't out there, but guys who can, who can pose a threat and, you know, to see Xander Ant score, you know, get 20 snaps this past week, you know, we haven't called his name very much, but I suspect that day is probably coming pretty soon where Xander Ant's on the field for 20 snaps and you see him, you know, hurry the quarterback twice or something like that. So there, there's still some growth potential here. And you know, to, to mention the name Jordan Vandenberg, I know this isn't exactly the context, but how pleasant of a surprise has he been? He had a really nice day against Auburn. He did. And I want to get back to the other guy you brought up that we haven't talked enough about, Abdul Carter. He's going to be a star if he isn't already, Dusty. I mean, it sure looks that way. And coming out of high school, I love the combination of 6'3", 235, but playing like a true linebacker. You know, he wasn't a liability in terms of how he moved at 6'3", 235. Uh, so, you know, you look at the the depth that Penn state lost at linebacker. And you looked at how college ready he looked from a body perspective. It was easy to forecast Abdul Carter would be a rotation guy for sure. But I, I'm not sure I was really expecting quite this, you know, when, when he arrives someplace, he wants to inflict maximum damage. Uh, and he arrives fast and he arrives with aggression. Uh, James Franklin has talked about how uh, hard he works. Um, so I think the, the the whole combination in terms of his physical size, um, how he arrives at the scene, his knack for jarring the ball loose or making a big hit. I mean, that is something that is linebacker you right there. And uh, that is something that's a development that has been huge for this Penn State defense is having one of those young linebackers who we didn't really know much about, not just play a role and not just stabilize the position, but scream that he's going to be a star. I mean, that changes a lot of things. And Abdul Carter, you know, a couple games into his career, uh, you know, you imagine what he would have done against Purdue if he wouldn't have gotten, in my opinion, unfairly ejected for targeting in that game. Uh, this is a really, really good talent uh, who looks like he's in the process of arriving right now, and that's exciting. 
And all that Purdue game did was it delayed him one game. That's that was the end That's result. It. We yep. didn't realize it at the time, but that had a major effect on Penn State's defense. Uh, one other note from the game, uh, Dustin, 48-yard field goal, Jake Pinniger seemed to be very confident in making it. I think I'm not sure who needed that more, him or the fan base, seeing him make a 48-yard field goal. Yeah, I mean, I think it's both. You know, it feeds into each other. You know, you, the the confidence of your place kicker uh, and the confidence of the of the fans in their place kicker, uh, they run on a parallel path. And so sometimes, you know, I I, I think from a mental standpoint, Jake Pinnegar needed that victory to strike it almost perfectly. Had a little bit of extra margin. Uh, had the right trajectory. You know, he had a rough week uh, against uh, Ohio. You had some questions about that. And James Franklin was forced to come out and say, I still have confidence in my kicker. Sanders Sahadak has a nice young leg behind him. You could get into some kicker controversy territory if, if, a, if there's a prolonged uh, number of misses. If he goes three or four games and it's a bumpy ride the whole way through, boy, that affects his confidence. That has a chance to send somebody on a downward spiral. That has a chance to get the fans restless. And if the fans are restless, that makes the kicker restless. So all these things go together. But I think all in all, to have a bumpy game and to drill a 48-yarder and have zero issues in, in, in the place-kicking game in this one is big because, you know, confidence in that position and confidence for the kicker himself. I mean, you're going to get in a territory against Michigan, maybe Minnesota, maybe Michigan State um, uh, and Ohio State where you're going to need your kicker. Last question for you, Dusty. This game, it felt like it was a difference maker going forward, was it? I think so. I mean, 3-0, and you have a chance to be 5-0 and going into a bye, extra prep time for Michigan. Uh, you arrive, you, you showcase your ability. It's a business trip to Auburn. You know, Penn State, Penn State, you know, the players were excited and stuff, but it looked like to me that just the way they carried themselves, they expected to do what they did. So that collective mentality is, is a big thing. Uh, Auburn, I think we'll see, isn't the best team in the SEC by any stretch of the imagination. But you went into a tough place. You beat a, a pretty tough physical team. And now you're 3-0 with a shot to be 5-0. I think it could have absolutely uh, an impact on the rest of the way. And if you saw the video from the locker room afterwards, the team is celebrating. That's not unusual. But James Franklin was dancing along with them. I don't recall seeing that. That tells me that James Franklin feels that there's something special going on here. Dustin, that's it for our show. Thank you so much. Thank you all for listening. Make sure you join us next time on the Keystone Kickoff Show. New Trail Brewing Company proudly crafts their beers right here in central Pennsylvania. Brewed with only the best possible ingredients, New Trail produces a variety of year-round brands, as well as weekly experimental recipes. And next time you're watching the game with friends or by the campfire, pick up the New Trail Hoppy Variety Pack. New Trail's Hoppy Pack is an absolute crowd pleaser. Packed with four different hoppy beers, it's sure to please everyone. 
It's that time again for football and tailgating, and no better way than with Go PSU RV. Drive your vehicle to Happy Valley and have an RV set up and waiting for you. And this year, KSN is teaming up with Go PSU RV to offer a special deal. Be the first to reserve the KSN special for the Ohio, Central Michigan, Northwestern, Maryland, or Michigan State game, and you'll get $500 off your RV. Call Mark at 800-519-8467 and tell him you want the KSN RV special. StateCollege.com is your one-stop source for news, sports, opinion, entertainment, and community events. Over a decade of experience covering the Nittany Lions from reporter Ben Jones. Lively commentary from columnist Mike Porman and others. Local perspective, local expertise, local information from Penn State's hometown website, StateCollege.com. Trust StateCollege.com for daily coverage of the school, team, and place you love. We are Tech Results, located right here in State College. We specialize in providing assistance with many third-party software suites. Our clients include doctor's offices, lawyers, construction companies, and even hairdressers. We provide help with their industry-specific software. Learn more at techresults.com. That's T-E-K results.com. Or give us a call at 814 206 